The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Then Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking my position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with a dishonest wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So as I mentioned uh, last week, for the first few weeks of the program year this year, I want to draw our attention to some basics of the Christian faith. Um, There are a lot of ways we could talk about that, but I'm using a sort of framework that was developed by an important theologian in the 20th century, and I I actually find this to be helpful as a distillation uh, of all that we do as Christians uh, in Christian community. So if you were here last week, you remember the three things are we gather to worship, we serve the poor, and we evangelize. So last week we talked about worship. If you weren't here, you want to hear how, what we talked about, you can find that on our social media channels. Today we're going to talk about serving the poor. Next week we'll talk about how we share God's love uh, with the world in need. So again, this is a short mini-series on basics, and I want to keep it basic this morning. So I want to lift up this morning three reasons that as Christians we are called to serve the poor. Starting with the reason that it is biblical. And if you Google um, poverty in the Bible or wealth or possessions, 
you'll get a whole lot of different statistics and numbers about the overwhelming number of verses and passages about those topics. Um, Jesus himself uh, understood in one way, talked about, uh, or the only topic that he talked about more than possessions and wealth and the poor was the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to talk about those statistics today, though. What I want to do is just mention anecdotally an interesting fact, which is that here at St. Philip the Deacon, uh, like many, many churches, people who stand up and preach, like me, we do not pick the verses for any given Sunday. We follow a three-year cycle of reading. It's readings, it's called the lectionary. And again, I, I had nothing to do with choosing those things, but it turns out uh, there are four different readings. Every Sunday we read two of them here in worship. Three of those four readings appointed for this week are about poverty and serving the poor and wealth. The prophet Amos, we didn't hear that this morning, but the prophet Amos is, reminds us as a prophet of God that we should not take advantage of the poor. The psalm we read this morning, we did hear that, talks about how God has a special place in God's heart for the poor. And the Gospel of Luke concludes a, a parable about wealth and possessions with Jesus himself saying, you cannot serve God and wealth. Now, I want to pause on that tag of Jesus' parable just to remind you, and I talked a little about this last week with worship, the Bible does not say wealth and possessions are bad or evil. I would say that's a caricature of biblical teaching. The Bible is much more nuanced and I would say wise about that. What the Bible understands very well, and we talked about this last week as it relates to worship, is that as fall, fallen and sinful and broken human beings, it is far, far too easy for us to worship things that aren't God. You remember the four things we talked about, the traditional things that people make as idols, power, pleasure, honor, and wealth. So Jesus reinforces that point in the final verse of today's parable by saying, you gotta keep that in perspective. Money is a very good servant, it's a bad master. And so when we worship God first, then we can use our resources more freely, among other things, to serve the poor. And we could talk all morning about the various ways the Bible talks about it, but that's the first point I wanna make. Serving the poor is biblical. It is everywhere in the Bible, okay? Second point is also, it's a biblical point, but it's a little more focused, a little more narrow, and that's uh, pointing us to Jesus. And I would say Jesus absolutely follows in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets like Amos, and he follows in the tradition of, of readings from Psalms and Proverbs and other places that talk about wealth and possessions and how we're called to serve the poor. But Jesus then raises the stakes for those of us who are Christians, uh, and I'm thinking here of one particular parable. It's not the one we heard today, but it's the parable of the sheep and the goats. You may remember this one, where Jesus is welcoming people at the end of time, and he says to them, thank you for serving me. And if you remember that parable, what do they say? They kind of say, well, I guess you're welcome, Jesus, but honestly, I don't really remember doing that. And what does he say? He says, when you fed the hungry, when you gave the thirsty something to drink, when you clothed the naked, when you visited the prisoner, when you cared for the sick, you thought you were serving those who were impoverished in some way, who had some lack 
in their lives. What you were really doing, Jesus says, was serving me. And so as Christians, again, this is the second point, when we serve the poor, we're not simply serving the poor. We are in a very real way serving the one we call Lord and Savior, namely Jesus. Okay, so that's the second point. First point, serving the poor is biblical broadly speaking. Second point, uh, when we serve the poor, we serve Jesus. And the third point I want to make is, and this anticipates a little bit of what we'll talk about next week, which again is about how we share the good news. And what I would say is, uh, from the beginning of Christianity, uh, a suspicious and cynical world has repeatedly said to us as Christians, eh, I don't really believe what you teach. I don't believe this Christian doctrine. And maybe there's sort of a, just a lack of concern and there's not even interest, or maybe there's sort of a defiance and an interest in arguing with us about those things. And again, I, I do believe that's been the case for two millennia now, for 2,000 years. I would also add, I think we live in a particularly suspicious and cynical world today where there is sort of a lack of concern or maybe even a suspicion of organized religion, right? And so, uh, and by the way, as Christians, we are called to defend our faith always in a winsome, invitational way. But my point is that the teachings of our church, the doctrines of our church, can be argued about and debated. You know what can't be argued about? Serving the poor. When we go out into the world and we do those things Jesus asked us to do, feed the hungry, give a drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, visit the prisoner, care for the sick, it's really hard for the world to say, no, no, I disagree with that. You shouldn't be doing that, right? Instead, what do they say or think? They may still think, I don't really believe what you believe, but it's hard for me to argue with the way you live your life, right? They, they say, it's good to see you at least walking the talk or practicing what you preach. And by the way, the flip side of that is also true. When a cynical and suspicious world looks at a place like St. Philip Deacon and thinks, uh, and by the way, this isn't true, I don't think. I think we actually do a really good job or we try to be faithful in serving the poor. But if we weren't doing that and the world looked at us, they'd say, I really don't believe what y'all are teaching because what kind of good are you doing in the world anyway, okay? So the third reason is by serving the poor, we, we have the potential at least to open up hearts, again, in a suspicious and cynical world, to maybe hear more about what we have to offer, right? Now, final thought. It may be that in your heart of hearts, or maybe if someone were to ask you after this morning, well, what did, what did the pastor talk about at church this morning? You may think or respond, well, you know, all the usual stuff. I knew it all. He talked about how the Bible talks about people who are poor and how we have to be careful with our wealth. And he talked about how Jesus, you know, when we serve the poor, we're actually serving Jesus. And he talked about how we need to uh, walk the, the talk of our faith and practice what we preach. I knew all that stuff. I didn't learn anything new at church this morning. To which I say, great. Maybe that's true. I hope you all did know all that. 
That's not the question for us this morning, though, friends. What's the question? The question is, what are you doing about it? Will you join me in a word of prayer? Loving God, we thank you for drawing us together again today to worship you. And we do indeed come to worship, but we also come to be reminded that you invite us on this grand adventure of caring for the world by serving the poor. I pray you will give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom to do just that. In all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.